Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. As Jews and Muslims battle in Israel, we review 4,000 years of evolving border maps, the history of the Israeli territory. With digital pastor Jim Pierce, you're gonna love this book. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On today's show, we have a long history, 4,000 years of evolving Israeli border maps from the time of Abraham to Joshua until uh, the time of Jesus, until the time when the Muslims overtook Jerusalem to the 1967 war, when, when Israel regained Jerusalem up until the 1993 Oslo Accords and the map today. Why is Israel still one contiguous land promised by God to the Jewish people. Why? Well, we're gonna explain that. Joining me today in the studio is digital pastor Jim Pierce, my uh, Old Testament Hebrew roots scholar. Uh, not that either of us are educated, but but we've studied these things, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, I spent a lot of time reading about it, yes, and okay. teaching and whatnot, yeah. Well, I'm gonna count on you to, to bring us up to speed. Today, as it stands, uh, there is conflict obviously still in, in the land of Israel between the Jews and the Muslims. Mm -hmm. And some of it's religious, but a lot of it is territorial. And I wanna get into the history of that. Um, just as a premise, do you believe God promised that land to the Jews? Yeah, I think it's very clear all throughout the New, the Old Testament and reading through Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. That, and of course, the book of Joshua uh, is one of my favorite books in the Bible. Uh, and I think that we see that that's, that's been God's promise all along. Just the question is, when is it all going to be fulfilled and how do we get there from here? Yeah, uh, but the argument today by many... Um, anti-Semites is that the Jews don't have any territorial claim to the property, that, that the Muslims had this for a thousand years and therefore the Jews ought to be, uh, you know, to quote a recent Iranian president, wiped off the map of history and pushed back into the sea. No, no, no. This is God's promise to Abraham. We're gonna review now the timeline beginning 2000 years before Christ. Here's a scripture from Genesis 15 that begins God's connection to the land. And the land that he promised to Abraham in Genesis 15, 18 to 20, it says, on the same day the Lord, making a covenant with Abraham, that, that's like an unbreakable covenant, says this about the land, to your descendants, Jewish people, I have given this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the Kenites, Kesonites, Kadmonites, uh, the Hittites, Perizzites, Rephaim, Amorites, Canaanites, and Gilgamesh, and the Jebusites. So in other words, all of their land, let's go ahead and show a map now of that area. All the way from Egypt, and we show here a map of Cairo, all the way to the Tigris-Euphrates River. That's like half of Syria, half of Iraq, all the way to Kuwait, all the way to the Persian Gulf. This is what God promised to Abraham. This is all for your descendants. Now, who are the descendants of Abraham? Well, Abraham had Isaac and Ishmael, right? And, and the, the Jews are the descendants of Isaac. 
the Muslims claim to be, and we'll get, we'll grant to this for the sake of argument, the descendants of Ishmael. So you can see in that map, maybe this is the land that was promised to Jews and Arabs. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, you could you could make that conclusion. I think that the Arabs, the the those who claim to be descendants of Ishmael, uh, there's a there's a line there. I think primarily the land was given to the descendants of uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Ishmael is not necessarily included in that. Okay, well let's go forward, but then because um, the Jewish descendants of Isaac mm-hmm. include uh, uh, Jacob and the twelve tribes, right? Yeah, and they were. Uh, exiled to Egypt for a while, Mm -hmm. that they were for 400 years, right? Moses led them out of exile. We've all seen the Ten Commandments movie with Charlton Heston, right? Uh, They they cross the Red Sea and they're going back to the territory and Moses, before entering the promised land to return to his ancestral homeland, Mm -hmm. he dies. And who takes over but Joshua? Joshua is the new commander of the army. Exodus out of Egypt, and this is about, let's let's call it, round numbers here, 1500 years before Christ. God gives this promise to Joshua. Let's read in chapter 15. This was then the lot, the tribe of the children of Judah by the families, even to the border of Edom and the wilderness of Zin southward was the uttermost part of the south coast. And the east border was the salt sea, even to the end of Jordan. And their border in the north was quartered by the bay, the uttermost part of Jordan. So now let's show this map. Here is, after Joshua, the distribution of the 12 tribes. The 12 tribes come back and you see Judah in the south is kind of purple. And you see the other 11 tribes are in the north. So it basically evolves into two kingdoms, Judah and Israel. Okay, Judah is the southern kingdom. Israel is a northern kingdom with 11 tribes. So the southern kingdom, look at the purple there. I want you to notice all the way from the Dead Sea to the Mediterranean Sea, basically from the river to the sea, that was promised to Judah in that scripture I just mentioned in Joshua 15. Notice it includes the Gaza Strip. Hmm. I'm just observing. Do you think that territory, uh, Jim, was that promised to Joshua? Again, this is sort of the new version of Israel. The Jewish people definitely have this. Right, yeah, yeah. I think clearly that Gaza was included, uh, the Gaza Strip in the promise, and there's lots of prophecies that actually involve Gaza through the prophets, but, uh, and, and that the Lord wants to restore that. And the tribe of Judah is where we get the word Judaism, Judaism. It's basically God's promise to Joshua there is that the tribe of Judah from which we get King David and Solomon. Let's look at this next map. This is the kingdom, rough numbers here, about a thousand years before Jesus, okay? When David and Solomon built their temple, they fulfilled this, they inhabited this entire region, but notice they gave up the Gaza, Gaza Strip. That's when, and this is way before Jesus, way before Islam, but the Gaza Strip and the Phoenician Strip were not necessarily inhabited at the time by David and Solomon, although they were promised to the tribe of Judah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think that uh, you know it's it's an ongoing process, 
And, um, uh, you know, there's times, I think even in our own lives where we don't take all that God's promised us to take. And uh, there's a sort of a spiritual lesson in that, that uh, he still still asks us to move forward. And I think that it's, uh, it's biblically prophesied that Israel will inhabit all of these territories and come to that to final conclusion. Right, so uh, we're gonna take a short break, but we've already shown you how initially the land, the whole swath was, in, you know, uh, promised to the descendants of Abraham, and then up to the descendants of Joshua, including the 12 tribes, they had that entire territory, and then up to King David and Solomon. When we come back, we'll talk about during Jesus' time and the Romans. This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. I'm Dr. Chaps. We want you to sign a petition today to stand with Israel. They are under such attack with Arabs and Muslims killing Jews, but here is the Bible territory that God promised to the Israeli and Jewish people. Even in 1993, in the Oslo Accords, Yasser Arafat agreed, these are the current borders of Israel and it's their land. Let's sign that petition, PrayInJesusName.org. Again, PrayInJesusName.org, sign it today. I'm Dr. Chaps. You know, Jesus taught the parable about sowing the seed, and you don't want it wasted, you want it to grow with 30, 60, 100 fold for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I'll tell you three mission areas that we're doing here at Pray In Jesus Name. I think our charity does more with less than any other charity I know. We are fertile seed. For example, number one, we pray in millions of television homes every day or every weekend on eight networks. We have 2.5 billion home TV impressions every month. The second area, we feed orphans and children in some of the poorest slums overseas. We're building a new vocational school, we're digging wells, and we're serving the poor when you give to pray in Jesus' name. Number three, we defend religious freedom, especially for our troops and our chaplains. We've now helped send five million petitions to Congress. We've helped change bad laws or policies in 13 states and four times in federal law. You know my story as a former Navy chaplain, standing up for the right to pray in Jesus' name and defending religious freedom. Would you donate today? In fact, we want you to come up monthly pledge sponsor when you visit PrayInJesusName.org, on the right side, click the Monthly Pledge Sponsor button at PrayInJesusName.org. Your monthly gift will help change the world in Jesus' name. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. We're returning now to the maps, the evolving maps of the Jewish territory. Is it occupied land today? by, if anything, it's occupied by the, the Muslims because it was promised to the descendants of not just Abraham, but the descendants of Joshua and the 12 tribes were now into the Roman times. Welcome back, uh, digital pastor, Jim Pierce. Mention uh, your ministry, how can people find you on Facebook? Uh, yeah, just look, it up, look us up at the Wild Branch Ministries or you can look us up at, uh, under my name, uh, Jim Pierce, digital pastor Jim. And we do also have a YouTube channel as well. Okay, so let's fast forward now to 2000 years ago today, right? The time of Jesus Christ. The Romans had basically taken over all of Europe, but they also had all of Israel. And in fact, the Romans during the time of Jesus, you can, you can read in the New Testament, the conflict, 
the political tension between the Pharisees and the Romans, and they both agree to kill Jesus. I mean, this is kind of a sad time, but, but there were consequences of that. Let me show the map at the time of Christ. The Romans called it Palestine, and they used that word as an insult, as if, oh, this is the land that belongs to the Philistines. Well, the Philistines were the enemies of the Jewish people, so the Romans kind of insulted them by calling it Palestine. But this is Judea, and this is Samaria. And you can see in the north is Galilee, where Jesus is from. Uh, you can see the different, uh, there's Jerusalem and Bethlehem. Notice where the Jordan River is. Is Judea, even in Jesus' time, Jim, is it everything west of the Jordan? Uh, yeah, clearly, yeah. Um... So from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea, this is Judea. This is the promised land, even though the Romans called it Palestine, this is what God gave to the Jews in the Judean desert, and Jerusalem is their capital. I mean, it's pretty obvious to me, all the way up to Caesarea. Uh, now, what's the difference between that, uh, we call it Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria? Samaria is kind of the north, Judea is kind of the south. Right, right. Right, yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, Samaria is where the uh, exiles came back uh, from the Assyrian captivity, if I remember correctly, and, uh, and they became the Samaritans. Uh, we also see that area described in the, uh, uh, I want to say in, uh, not in Genesis and Exodus, as the, uh, where Mount Gerizim and Mount Ebal are. Um, and uh, there's lots and lots of history that occurred there. And of course, that's the first person that Jesus revealed himself to as the Messiah, was the woman at the well. She was a Samaritan. Right. And, and that's a beautiful story. So if you're tracking with me at home, keeping score of, of the territory, 4,000 years ago, God gave the land to Abraham. 3,000 years ago, David and Solomon occupied uh, the entire uh, region, which we now see as Israel. 2,000 years ago, at the time of Jesus, it was still Jewish land, obviously. But then in 70 AD, something terrible happened. The Romans destroyed King Solomon's temple. And this is the second temple period. Uh, it's not geographically connected, I think, to the death of Jesus in 33 AD, but you can see spiritually there were ramifications where the Jewish people were dispersed. The great diaspora after 70 AD uh, and the Romans kept that territory uh, and purged a lot of Jews from that area from 70 AD up until the Muslims took it, uh, I'm gonna say around the year 700 AD. Mm -hmm. uh, what is your understanding of, of the evolution of Judaism during that time? Yeah, that's a that's a that's an incredible piece of history. That's where we have Rabbi, um, uh, Rabbi Akiva came to authority and he reestablished Judaism uh, in the structure that exists today after the fall of the Second Temple, changed a lot of their theology. He actually moved into um, the uh, area on the Galilee in Capernaum and had uh, developed great schools there. Uh, but in that in that process of the fall of the Second Temple, an edict was issued by the, the uh the, um, the councils and the leadership in, in Israel and Jerusalem, that any Jew who claims to be a Christian is no longer a Jew. So there's a beginning of a, a separation, unfortunately, of the Messianic believers with the nation uh, of the, uh, the remaining people in, in Israel, the Jews there. But... In your opinion, did they forfeit claim to the land? Because they were dispersed throughout the world and this new version of Judaism is very international and they're all over the world. And then 
eventually they're they're starting to come back. But I want to show this picture of uh, the Muslim Dome of the Rock. Okay, so after the Roman time, after the diaspora, here come the Muslims, and the Ottoman Empire. We'll get to that. It was about 1500, but but. Muhammad comes on the scene around, uh, let's call it 600 BC, using round numbers. And his follower uh, actually conquered Jerusalem. So on top of King Solomon's temple, you can see it right underneath, they build a Muslim mosque. Now, which one came first? Was the mosque there first or was King Solomon's temple there first? Who originally had title to that land? Yeah, clearly Solomon's temple was there a long time before the mosque was built. They, they built it in the area to desecrate what was Solomon's temple. So which one is the occupier? Yeah, clearly the, the mosque. <laughs> yeah, the Muslims are the occupying Muslim. Jewish land. Their mosque is on top of God's temple that he gave and built through Solomon. Uh, okay, let's, let's fast forward. Uh, when we come back from this break, up to 1948, and, and the Sykes-Picot Treaty, the Balfour Declaration, how did Israel become who, who they are today? I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98, or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about my pillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm gonna extend my money back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to mypillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six-piece towels for only $29.98. Or get your very own MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Here's Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, explaining the evolving borders of Israel and where they were 4,000 years ago, 3,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago. Well, before the break, we left off where we're talking about the Muslim occupation of the Jewish land, and, and you saw the Dome of the Rock on top of King Solomon's temple. What happened around the 1500s after Christ is that the Ottoman Empire, which is mainly based in Turkey, began to dominate the world. And they had a strong military and they occupied half of Europe, right? And so the Turks, under Muslim rule, really um, began to control all of the Jewish territory until after 400 years, the Ottoman Empire made a strategic blunder. And that is in World War I, they sided with the Germans the Muslims and the Germans fought on the same side and, and they lost that war. So World War I is won by the British and the Americans and, and the French. And what happens to the Holy Land is there's an agreement. I'm gonna show now the Sykes-Picot Agreement. What happens is the Ottoman territory that is now stripped from the Muslims comes back under European control. 
The French control a big swath of territory to the north. The British control a big swath of territory to the south. And this looks like essentially the same map that was promised to Abraham. It includes a lot of Muslim territory, you know, half of Syria, half of Iraq. All of Israel is now under the control of the British and the French have the North. So Sykes was basically a treaty negotiator from Britain, Pico, a, a treaty negotiator from France. And the two of them agree that this territory is gonna be controlled by these two colonial great empires, Britain and France. How do they divide it? Well, they divide it according to this declaration by Arthur Balfour. Who is Arthur Balfour? He is the British foreign minister under the king. In 1916 or, or 1922, he says this, quote, his majesty's government view with the favor of the establishment in Palestine of a national home for the Jewish people and will use their best endeavors to facilitate the achievement of this object. It is clearly understood that nothing shall be done which may prejudice the civil and religious rights of existing non-Jewish communities of Palestine or the rights and political status enjoyed by Jews in any other country. So here, the Brits give the land back to the Jews. And that is a fulfillment of the scripture that I skipped, which is Amos. Let's read, this is prophesied, that the prophet Amos promised to give that land back to Israel in our modern day. Here's the prophecy, and I'll get Jim, you, you should respond to this. God promises the prophet Amos, I will give, bring back the captives of my people Israel. They shall build waste cities and inhabit them. They shall build, plant vineyards and drink wine from them. They shall also make gardens and eat fruit from them. Jim, I've been to Israel twice and you know what I see there? I see Jewish people in their own land having returned to Israel and eating the fruit and wine of the land that they harvested with their own hands. Yeah, it's astounding how they literally took a desert and turned it into a garden. I think there's even pictures from the time of Mark Twain, because he took a trip to Israel and wrote a, a, he actually was writing articles about it and talking about what a barren wasteland it was, how desolate. And then, uh, and then in the recent 80 years to see the Jews return, they irrigate the land, most of their water is either reclaimed or, or water that's been desalinated. And despite droughts, they've been able to grow the land and re, repopulate the vineyards and the olive groves and everything. It's become an immense garden. So the Sykes-Picot Treaty and the Belfort Declaration are a fulfillment of Bible prophecy, Clearly. giving that land back to the Jews after they have been dispersed. And guess what happens since 1916? all of the Jews around the world begin to migrate back to what at the time was called Palestine. But it's actually the Jewish homeland. But when did, when did that name evolve? Let's look at the partitions here. The League of Nations had a declaration in 1922 declaring the Jewish state is called Palestine. Let me say that again. The Jewish state is called Palestine and the Arab state was called Jordan. Now, they, they complain, oh, Where's the land for the Arabs? It's east of the Jordan. The nation that is Jordan today was promised to all of those Arabs who don't wanna be Jewish. And where should the Palestinians go? The, the, those who are Muslim, they should go to Jordan because that's the partition that the League of Nations gave them. The Jewish state is everything west of the Jordan River and that is Palestine since 1922. And then, okay, 
Israel is reborn as a nation in 1948. 1948, there's a great declaration, and then there's a war, but after the war of 1949, let me show you the borders here. This is where the borders settled after the 1949 war. Again, you see Israel, now they've changed their name. After 1948, it's no longer Palestine. They call themselves Israel because they are the children of Jacob, whose name is Israel in the Bible. Notice the purple. That's, that's Jordan, Transjordan, and the West Bank until what happens in 1993. We're gonna wrap this up. The current state of the land, uh, on the left you see the blue is where the British mandate of Palestine, Palestine was in 1947, before Israel was a nation. In 1947, they approved a partition plan where um, basically all the white is Jewish and, and the red is Arab. In 1949, after, the, uh, after that war, you see all of the white is Israel. But then what happened in 1993? Here's a map of the post-Oslo Accords. Yasser Arafat himself agreed to the Oslo Accords. And all of the white is Israel, and all of the green is, look at, you see the Gaza Strip where they're fighting today? You see the little green territories where the settlements are. And the Palestinian people in Israel, Israel owns everything left of the Jordan River. This is no bigger than the size of New Jersey, ladies and gentlemen, it's such a tiny area. And who are the occupiers? I'm gonna show finally this, this last map of all of the Middle East. And that is the big green territory, everything from North Africa, all the way to Saudi Arabia, all the way to Iran and Iraq. That's where all of the Arab Muslims live today. But you see the little tiny red sliver in the middle? No bigger than the size of New Jersey. That's where seven million Jews live today. In the rest of the world combined, there are another seven million Jews. You know there are only 14 million or so Jews on earth today. Jim, I want uh, your final thoughts, who's, whose land is it? And then lead us in prayer. Sure, sure. I think clearly that God throughout the scriptures promised the land to the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to the 12 tribes, and now the remaining 12 tribes are what we call the Jewish people. And, uh, and I think that uh, they have a historical and biblical claim to those territories. So the, the Palestinians, when, when you and I were young in high school, they were called the Palestinian Arabs. So, uh, and so anyway, but just, we need to pray for God to continue to pour out his spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Go ahead. Father, I just thank you for this time. We just pray for the people of Israel. We pray for the Arabs living in the country of Israel. We pray for the, the Palestinians and for the people uh, along the Gaza Strip. This is a terrible tragedy that they're going through as a result of a government that they chose through Hamas that has brought uh, heartache and sorrow to the people. Father, we pray for the protection of the innocent. We pray for supernatural intervention in the battles that are occurring. And we hear reports already of supernatural intervention. We ask that, that you would continue to speak to the Palestinian people to provide dreams and visions of the man in white who comes to them and proclaims himself Messiah, trying to teach them the truth of your word and your gospel. We pray that you would bring this uh, to a peaceful resolution. And in the end, that the peace between Israel and all of its neighbors would come about and we would see that your hand would be um, 
uh, poured out, that your spirit be poured out over this part of the world, and the apple of your eye, Israel, would be restored. We just thank you for that, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. We're out of time, but I hope this has been an important history lesson. We support Israel because God gave them that land. Please visit our website to learn more, PrayInJesusName.org. Sign a petition for Israel at PrayInJesusName.org. We'll see you next time. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.